Hey everybody, we are super pleased to announce our new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. The goal? Power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. And the best part? Marvel Strike Force just reached its six-year anniversary, which means free stuff when you sign up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. Just complete each event, and you'll receive special awards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and every week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. If we have received a unique promo code for every new user, please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Again, anybody uses that code, it is unique for all new users. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gamers Anonymous, the podcast about board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. And this is Anthony. And this is episode 375, Origins Game Fair 2022 Preview. We'd like to thank all of our Patreon backers for helping us bring you a brand new episode. All right, everyone, we are talking about one of the biggest board game conventions happening this year, and it's a good year. It's 2022, and it's Origins Game Fair, Gamma's very own convention that's always about the latest and greatest games that they can get to the table. Anthony, we've been to a few of these, have we not? We have. Yeah, this used to be the convention that we'd go on my birthday. It was amazing <laughs> for like the three or four years that we did that. and It was I really not... nice of Gamma to do that. I really I appreciate that. Yes, I know. People. I know. And I, I don't go one year. I don't go one year because my mom's graduating college, and then they they cancel it. This is what yeah. happened. See, yeah, not even the, nothing else <laughs> happened in the world to cancel it. It was uh-huh, just uh-huh. just me not being there. It's and true. Now, now I haven't been for four years. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I. This is what I'm saying. Look, they were hurt. They have a reason to be hurt, and you just have to acknowledge their feelings. 
and the fact that they have a giant board game convention around your birthday. But, you know, you know, gamers do what gamers do. So hopefully they'll take us back <laughs> one day. But nonetheless, the board <laughs> Origins board game convention is really a fun time if you have an opportunity to get out there. It's the first game fair of the year, major game fair of the year. And there's a lot of great games at the table. So for our feature review, which will be the vast majority of our episode, we're going to be going through what's going to be hitting the table at the Origins Game Fair, talking about the latest and greatest, the hottest, and especially what games are going to be there to purchase, what games do you want to take a look at, and what games you want to avoid at all costs. So we're going to give you a little bit of a review of this upcoming Game Fair, at least what we know. And we know that a lot of publishers, again, because it's Anthony's birthday convention, mm-hmm. he will not be attending, are a little bit iffy of whether or not they're going to attend. If Anthony was attending, they would definitely go. And if he was going to be there, they'd bring their best games. But now that he's not, they're not going to do that. Okay. Or will okay. they? All right. You so know. All you're going to do to here is make everybody <laughs> mad at me. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> come on. Hey, well, come on. How many people have a board game convention just for themselves? I know. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of love for us in the industry. Just just don't tell anybody we said that. That's okay. <laughs> we like to remain anonymous nonetheless. All right, Anthony. But before we go into that, let's talk about what's important, what's happening with our listeners. Let's talk about one of our big giveaways this coming week. Yes, giveaways. We're giving away games. So um, I mentioned this last week, and a lot of you, like, we had a few entries, and then the the episode came out, and it exploded. So everybody who did that, you're awesome. If you weren't already following us on Instagram, now you are. Great. Uh, But if you head on over to the Instagram page, uh, it's just Board Gamers Anonymous, you can enter very easily. Uh, Just follow the account, and then share and like. There's a post there that just says, big giveaway time. Yes. Share that, like that, comment on that, do all those things. You'll be entered to win games. Um, We have five games that we're giving away in the month of May. So uh, we'll be announcing the winners on May 30th, which is not this week's episode, but next week's episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, These are some crunchy games, some good solid Euros. Tabanusi's in there, Origins First Builders, Smartphone Inc. Good stuff. So if you're a big Euro gamer... Uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, we got the winners coming up soon. One more week. Definitely enter if you haven't. Yeah. Thank you so much for following us. It's really important for us to know where all of you are out there and get to know what you love about gaming so that we can help people get it to the table. All right, Anthony. So that's what's going on with us in a little contest that's going to blow out big pretty soon. But what's going on with our listeners? What's our question of the week? All right. Yeah. So last week we talked about the new gateway games, uh huh, which are not new. They're old gateway games <laughs> for children, right? Um, and we got a lot of good wait, feedback. Wait. So okay, the old on. games are for children. The old are for the young? Yes. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. You're, you're okay. on it. You got it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots of talk about gateway games. We've asked this question before. Lots of people, you know have their favorite games they use to introduce other people to to games. But mm-hmm. I asked everybody what their preferred gateway games were and specifically why. So a uh, lot of good answers. We're going to run through them. And like these run the gamut too. So it's not just the stuff that you're used to hearing. There's some new games in here. There's some games that maybe not everybody thinks of as gateway games. So lots of good stuff. Let's dive in. 
Um, all right. So first up, we have David, who I know, like myself, is a huge fan of Cascadia. Uh, Cascadia has actually made it up on my list as a, a, one of those games I use to introduce people. So, um, David, I'm with you, man. Cascadia is hard to beat. <laughs> um Michael mentions Power Grid. Fairly straightforward once you get through the first round, and people usually feel good about root building and seeing their economy spin up. Um, definitely good for people who are like math oriented, that who can just dive into that kind of game. Um, so much math. <laughs> Some people don't <laughs> like the math. Uh, Megan mentions Chai is pretty good for an intro, and uh, also says Cascadia is a great game. Art Travels is a good intro game as well. Uh, that's one we saw at PAX with the little bowls of yarn, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Jeffrey mentions Between Two Cities as a quick-to-play, easy-to-explain game, uh, different from something people grew up playing. I, I wholeheartedly agree with this one. This one really hit well. Um, every time I brought it out, it hits well, but it hit really well with my uh, my college class as well. Um, students who don't have a lot of history with games, they, mm-hmm. they latched onto this one pretty quickly. And it plays a lot of people, which is great. Um, Tom mentions Quacks of Quedlinburg, which a lot of people said as well. Uh, so he mentions he has all the little geeky bits, which are awesome to play with. And it's a funny because nice. you look at the game on the table and it's a lot going on, but it is very mm-hmm. simple. Like what you're doing is very simple. So it is relatively straightforward. Just walk someone through a round and they're they're good to go with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ticket to Ride and Takenoko are mentioned several times throughout the list. Uh, Ticket to Ride, all-time classic, great game, easy to introduce to people. Uh, Railroad Inc. is a, a good roll and write to introduce if that's a game people are interested in, as well as Karuba. Um, Karuba is also Karuba's a little tricky. Those rules are not fantastic, but it's definitely designed to be accessible. Sure. Century Spice Road, uh, specifically, not... The rest of the Century series is a little more complex, but Spice Road mm-hmm. is basically Splendor Easy. Sure. Um, it, Adrian mentions Las Vegas. Easy to play dice Ooh. game can be taught as you play since everything is open. Since yeah. ties on any casino knock those players out with the money going to the next player, the dice rolls can be exciting. Very cool. 100% agree. Vegas is great. And then uh, Carlos mentions Lords of Waterdeep uh, and Viticulture as worker placement games. And then Wingspan, which... It's a little, a little heavy. Um, I, I've had trouble with that one as like a gateway game, but it's definitely mm-hmm. good as like a, a next step game. Uh, sure. So yeah, lots of great stuff, everybody. And there, there are a few more entries as well. I'm going to list literally everything, but if you want to check those out, they are all up on Facebook. We had a good 20, 30 responses to that question. So thank you to everybody who did respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to find new gateway games, this is a great list to take a look at. Sure. Yeah, I'll throw in a, a Takedo. Takedo is pretty great because it literally runs on a rail. You are on the Takedo road. You can't <laughs> you can't move your character off the road necessarily. Like you can go, you can make a couple stops, but you basically tell players, you are this character. Here is your one bonus. <laughs> walk. Right? right. And then they decide how far they would like to walk down the path. So you don't even have to roll and move. You don't have to flip a card. You just take your figure and decide where you want to go. And that's it. There's no, you know, complex strategy to it. There's no calculations to it. It's a straightforward set collection game. It's beautiful. It's simplistic in its design. Very elegant. Very zen. And 
it's very colorful too. I mean, it's one of those things where it just has a lot of the different things to it. And once they play it the first time, they usually have that aha moment where it's like, oh, so really the game is about, you know, how far do I want to press my luck, right? Do I want to jump ahead to get what I need, but now mm-hmm. give up everything behind it? So I like that. It It's also very thematic, picking up items, picking up food. It makes a lot of just normal everyday sense. And the base game does a great job at it. If you pick up the expansions, obviously it adds a lot more to it. But for a base game, straightforward, throw it on the table, people will understand it. Takeda works really well. Great game. Absolutely. All right, Anthony. So that's what's going on with our listeners. Let's get on to our feature review. So for our feature review this week, we are talking Origins Game Fair 2022 preview. Our thanks to Board Game Geek for throwing up their hotness there. We talk about the hotness typically once a month to let you know what's hot, what's out there, and what you should be looking forward to picking up. So for this week, we are taking a look at the upcoming Origins Game Convention, and usually this gives us a good sense of what's really selling in the industry, what's getting played in the industry. So a lot of these publishers want to get that game out to a broader audience or maybe draw more attention to their booth because they have a hot game. And some other games are just new releases that they want to show off, maybe sometimes in limited quantity. But nonetheless, it's good to see a great game at the table. People usually tend to get demos. And, you know, Origins always kind of, you know, highlights and features itself as the five best days in gaming, longest convention there is out there. So, Anthony, if somebody would want to go to Origins Game Fair, obviously they're going for your birthday. But Mm -hmm. since you're not going this year... It's got to be for some other reason. So, mm. all right, let's talk about board games because yeah. you know, you're not going to be there. I don't even know. I'm not going because you're not there, but maybe somebody else. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's games to play or buy if that's your thing. If that's oh what you want to do with your time and yeah, money. Yeah, I, I guess if you say so. Crazy people. Uh, uh, some people. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're not familiar with these lists, we haven't. I, I guess we did one last year around Essen, but we haven't done them in a few years now because COVID just <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> blew up all the conventions. Uh, we go through these preview lists. Uh, Board Game Geek puts up the the previews for each of the conventions, and then they people can vote to say what they're excited about, and then we tell you if you should or should not be excited about it. Um, this is often a way that I build my buying list, but we're not going, so <laughs> I can live vicariously through you, listeners. Um, yeah, and and sometimes, as you mentioned, Anthony, because of the cost of everything right now, especially transportation and, and gas, this is a good list to let you know if this convention is a place you want to be at because it has the games that you want. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's dive into the list. Uh, number one with a bullet is Arc Nova, which isn't what? new. I know. Huh? <laughs> what How? game is this? I've I've never heard of this earth-changing game. Say more about this thing that I have never heard about or heard was the greatest game of all time. Yeah, it's getting there. It's up to number 14 overall. So it's, it's crazy. It's climbing that list. Uh, so yeah, Ark Nova, we reviewed this, oh, I don't know, two or three months ago. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's very good. We both liked it. It's, and yes, I've, I've played a little bit more solo. It's a very, very good game solo. I think it's probably best at one or two players. Uh, we talked about this too. It's crazy long with three or four don't do that yeah i don't i don't understand why you would do that 
Yeah. No, and there's almost no interaction, so there's no reason to. Um, yeah, and it goes back to the old Euro games where, you know, that was often a criticism of it, but a lot of those Euro games are like a meditation on a thematic abstracted kind of concept. So Arc Nova is one of those, right? It's it's this gigantic chain, right? And you just play it out. And that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of fun to do. And there's a lot of variability in the box, so you can do it differently every time. It's it's really yeah. good. Um, so it has been easier to find than one would think, considering how yes. hot it is, probably because it's an $80 game. So <laughs> it's not going to sell as much as Wingspan does, at least not off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. But they are going to have it for sale at the Capstone booth. Uh, so if you don't have a copy yet and you're looking for one, there you go. And Very nice. It is worth checking out. Definitely. Uh, all right. So moving on to stuff we haven't already reviewed. Uh, next up, we have from Thunderworks Games, who are best known for role player and all their role player adjacent games. Um, <laughs> but they've been getting into some other stuff lately. And this is Ten Penny Parks. So it's a game about building theme parks. Uh, it's got polyominoes, which means I'm all aboard. Looks amazing. Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> um, it's from a new designer, so we don't really have a lot of pedigree to work from. It does look very pretty. It's Vincent Dutrois artwork. Um, but it's it looks like you're... I know, it's giving me a very like Baron Park vibe with cards, right? Yes, like you're, you're I agree. putting different tiles down to build out a thing, and then there's cards involved. So... Um, <laughs> I would I would play it. I, I would and if I was there I'd probably buy it, but it's you know, we'll see. <laughs> Is that um, gonna be a, a new category on board game geek to build it to build out a thing? You use it a lot. You say that a lot. I think that's something that should add it to the mechanics. Build out a thing. Build out a thing. Yeah. Build out a thing, man. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are you building out a thing? I use this you you'll probably notice this as we do the podcast going forward, is that I I've tried to like strip away a lot of the jargon when talking about games because I'm talking sure. to students. Yes. And if I say, you know, it's it's a tableau builder with polyominoes, they just look, look at me like I'm crazy. Like that doesn't mean anything. You're like, you're right, it doesn't. You're building a park with tiles. <laughs> so um and I know in this sphere it probably makes me sound dumb, but it's more specific. Yes. Sir. Uh, so moving on to the next one that maybe you'll be more interested in, um, uh-huh. it's it's very pretty, is very pretty. Gar- Gartenbau. This is from twenty uh-huh. fifth century games. Uh, and designers David Abelson and Alex Johns. And it is, uh, it will be for sale. And it's a game about building a tableau of flowers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't, I can't tell from just like skimming over the gameplay if it's mean or not. Yeah. But it's a gardening game. So yes, it should be, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it looks like you are puzzling together. It's got a polyomino kind of idea to it and then there is a set collection element to the polyominoes so it seems like you are putting the bonuses down in the same polyomino tableau that you are putting down the flowers Mm -hmm. that you're trying to score so that's pretty interesting you know um i've seen this in some other I, I guess civilization building game. I'm trying to remember the one that actually had the the boards that would kind of full, um, lay over each other to kind of you know score different points and different materials and things like that. But se- seems very similar to it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I can't remember either. Whew, we read a board game podcast, guys. Uh, I know. 
yeah, it's very pretty. I, I like the look of it. It's very, it's got like a look of um, like illustrations from like old field manuals or something like very detailed, like hand-drawn illustrations. So um, definitely something to check out if you're a big flower person. Uh, next on the list, we have Creature Comforts. This is for sale at the show. I believe this has been out to some degree. It was a Kickstarter, so it shipped. So a lot of people have this in hand. Um, it's got a, a ton of ratings on Board Game Geek. People seem to be digging it. And you are different creatures, like these awesome little animal meeples, uh, moving around this town, and uh, you're collecting different items, gathering things from the forest, uh, and just trying to make a nice, cozy home uh, before the winter gets there. So it's just a cute, comfortable theme. I love that. Like, it's just, there's nothing, you know, you're not fighting each other. You're not taking each other on. Uh, <laughs> it seems like a relaxing, like Everdellish, but like in terms of theme, but like even lighter and more accessible. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. Uh, next on the list, we have Longboard, also from 25th Century Games. Uh, I guess they got wow. their stuff up here early. This well, is of course a, they did. They're coming from the 25th century. That's right. They knew what to there do. You go. <laughs> they knew Origins was happening. They're way ahead uh, of the game. Exactly. So uh, many puns today. What, what is up with that? Killing it, man. S- so many puns. God. <laughs> so this is a, a like a, a single deck card game from Reiner Knizia. Uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, and it has a, an open drafting mechanic. You're just trying to build a set. And you're, the goal of the game is to get surfboards. It's a game about surfboards and surfing. So okay. uh, suitably abstract. And, you know, it's, it's Reiner Knizia. So the theme is there, I'm sure. But it, it's <laughs> how much of it's there, who knows? <laughs> it's an abstracted game. It looks pretty cute. You're actually, looks like you're building a long board, surfboard. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Good for him. Yeah, uh, that looks yeah. fun. Um, all right, on the polar opposite end of the complexity scale, and I don't know anything about this game, but I'm sure it's incredibly complex for no reason, is Septima. This is the new Mind Clash game that yes. will be on Kickstarter sometime this year. They're going to have it there for demo because it's not coming out until 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. It's a game about witchcraft. So you yeah. are the leader of a coven, and you're in this town of Nochtenburg. And you're trying to become the successor to the High Witch. So, I mean, the, the list of things you do in the game is, as you'd understand, for a Mind Clash game, suitably long. <laughs> um, I'm interested in the theme, though, because it, it seems like a slightly more accessible theme because I can describe it in one sentence than mm-hmm. some of their recent games where you're like, I don't know, you're doing this and this, and then there's dinosaurs and there's something with these ancient oh artifacts and then you're hunting things. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's a beautiful game. I mean, the the images that they put out look tremendous. I've seen some basic elements of the mechanics that come into play. And Mind Clash always does a great job. The only problem with Mind Clash ever is do they do too much of a job on the game? Right. It's just like, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa, enough, 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 enough. And oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, carve off like 70% of the game. You're like, this is brilliant. And they're like, no, this we have brilliant. more. <laughs> there, it's not even a moment when you when you play a Mind Clash game or they talk about a Mind Clash game. You're never like, oh, I want more of this. You're, you're just, you got your hands up to even just, to start the whole thing. But again, this looks fantastic. It's going up in Kickstarter. I'm certain it will cost you all the monies, but yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain it'll be 
worthwhile game to play. So this is something I've gone back and forth about. I'm like, oh man, am I going to back another Mind Clash game? Like <laughs> I only have so many kidneys. Like wh- what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> Just... Oh man. Yeah. I, I did back the last one, the, the space one. Cause I, I don't oh, you did? Why. I know. Okay. I went in on it eventually. Um, wow. They got you, I'm, man. They got you. I know. But I'm seeing these reviews and discussions of Perseverance, which was the one before that that we couldn't figure out. And it seems like people, I, even as they're playing it, they still can't figure it out. So it's, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I feel bad about that. Because like I said, I, I think they've traditionally done an amazing job at their games. They're one of the very few companies that I feel like their games are always innovative and experimental and dynamic and i love that they they always take big swings they're not just yes. trying to like yeah, yeah. produce like the same kind of abstract or look we love Uwe rosenberg but it's variations on the same thing like it's it's genius it's mechanically squeaky but mind clash certainly is all day long all day long they're just they're going out on a limb and i appreciate that i can't always afford it no. <laughs> or play it in some cases or understand it, but I appreciate it. So Yes, yes. We want yeah. more of that. Yeah. So Oh yeah. I can. mean that's Yeah. I mean, look, you get games to the table and look, at, at some point your your love for the generic farming euro wanes a little bit and you want to bring something to the table that really grabs people's attention. And they do they do just that. And I don't know many companies who still do that. So bravo to them. Um, everyone else, keep your head down until the game is completely out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so speaking of going over the top, crazy. Um, uh-huh. Castles uh-huh. of Mad King Ludwig Collector's Edition will be there oh, at the Bezier booth for demo. They're not selling it. It's not done yet. But you can come see the giant tiles. Are they going to actually have the super giant ones? Not just the giant ones, but remember there was super giant ones? I don't know. They haven't confirmed that yet. I, I hope so. I want to see pictures of that. I want to know what they look like. They purposely did not show the the giant, the super giant tiles on a table. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at that. I'm like, all right, impress me. Like the big ones are big, but the super big ones, I'm like, what table does this fit? And they're like, yeah, kind of, you know. And I'm like, nope, no, <laughs> you're not going to get me to do it. Like, you know, and again, what's interesting too is like all the custom board game tables that are out there now amazing gorgeous works of art but could never fit one of those games in it i'm sorry they just can't you know so i don't know get a bunch of six foot tables and string them together (laughs) right (laughs) giant piece of plywood i mean you really you're gonna have to do one of those like shuffleboard things where you just have to like lay it on the floor (laughs) so just push the pieces around so yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so there's that. Uh, another big, big box of stuff. The Terra Mystica big box is for mm-hmm. sale at the Capstone booth. I'm still salty about this because I want the giant box, but I already have all the stuff that goes in it. So mm-hmm. I'm not paying $150 for a box, but I'd love is to it put just it all a, in one box. Is it just a box or is it actually the game? It's everything. It's, it's a, all the game. It's everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just I already have everything, so I don't need game i just want the box the physical box so i have a really hard time with this and i i don't know where it comes from or why it is but like i've played terra mystica a lot like for me i've played it a lot not like you you've played a tremendous amount Mm -hmm. because a lot of people like it and they're like oh terra mystica i'm like oh all right and and generally like i love the artwork in the game i love the asymmetrical powers 
I, I think I think it's every time I play, I think it's hilarious. It's Catan pieces in there. Let's yeah. not go there at the moment. And I I want that's one of the games that I want to love. Like I just want to love it. And I just I play it. And I'm just like, all right. I don't I don't know. Like I it just my it, my head spins playing that for some reason. And I just don't, I can't explain it. It's a good game. It's a great game. I just can't. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it makes sense because there's a lot going on there. I, I understand. There that. is. And I think we remember we talked about this a long time ago, like on Board Game Geek. There is like chess like calculations about how to start a civilization, what spots and percentages and all those kind of algorithms. There's all that kind of work out there already on this game. So it's certainly next level kind of stuff, which oh, yeah. I am not next level with this game. I'm just like. <laughs> We're going to dig, right? We're digging here, right? We're digging. We're terraforming. That's great. We're done? We're done? Okay. I lost? Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Can, <laughs> can I stop playing now? Can I never play this game again? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't feel that way, you can get the big box. It's for sale. Um, oh, well, here's a game you do like, because you just talked about it last week. The Palaces of Carrera, second uh-huh. edition. Uh, game Brewer is going to be there. They'll have a demo up. So Sure. Which I find interesting because I don't think you'll be able to buy it anymore at that point. But you can see what you didn't buy <laughs> if you <laughs> go to the convention. Like, oh, how do I get this? You can't. You can't. You can just look at it. You cannot own this. Yeah. I, again, this is a great game. It's just it's just a great game. But you have to play with the expansion. Otherwise, it's 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 a little too straightforward and a little too simple. It'll be great to see because I think it does deserve the attention. And again, the only challenge I always have with game brewers, their games are just like, I don't know, 25, 25% or 30% more than they really should be. Right. But they do produce a good game. So I can't I can't quibble about that. Right. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Cat in the Box Deluxe Edition. <laughs> um, don't you already have that game? I know. <laughs> don't we already talk about this already? <laughs> yeah. You put the box on the floor. You have a cat in the box. Uh, <laughs> so this is from a uh, Japanese designer, Muneyuki Yokouchi. Who, Easy for you to say. Yeah, you think so. But uh, this game is a couple years old. This is a deluxe edition. And this per- the, the designers released several games over the last, I don't know, 15 years or so. The majority is a game that we talked about forever yes. ago. Oh, um, my God. That, and then one that's... of my favorite trick-taking games, Yokai Septet. Uh, uh-huh. They've also designed that. So... This is coming from Bezier, and it is an updated deluxe version of it with all new artwork and got a cute, really wide-eyed cat. Um, mm-hmm. It's a trick-taking game, so that's it's kind of what uh, this designer is known for. It has an auction mechanic, and I, I want to say cute little cats, but the pictures are, I mean, it's kind of cute, but it's like that uh-huh. demon-like cat, like... <laughs> All black with giant eyes, but kind of cute still, like anime demon. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. An- anime demon's not necessarily evil demon, if you know no, anime. No. So, yeah. yeah. So, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually although, want this. This looks cool, but. Yeah, it's... although uh, the majority, that has got some wicked artwork in there. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, like a really straightforward game. We were one of the first or one of the few podcasts that actually reviewed that way way back in the day mm-hmm. and you open that box you're like oh this is a cute little game oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> what nightmare did this did this come out of for no particular reason so yeah that was the thing yeah so mm-hmm. there's that if you're interested in uh quirky japanese trick-taking games of which there are many this seems to be a good one so check it well, out I'm, i am 
I am neither interested nor not interested in the cat in the mm. box. Uh, I won't know until I actually open the box to know. It's a good joke, man. Thank you. Good, good physics joke. <laughs> it, it is and it isn't a good joke, but nonetheless. <laughs> we won't know until people listen. It's true. Uh, it's true. All right. Awesome. Cat in the box. Check it out. Uh, next up, we have Maple Valley. This is also coming from KTBG, uh, the the people behind Creature Comforts. It's a, I don't know if it's an expansion or a standalone. It looks like a, well, I don't know. So I'm not going to say what it is either way. But <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly a Starview kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's creature comforts, but it's another version of it. So yay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's about as much information as we have. It's a demo they're going to have there. If you like creature comforts, there yeah. you go. And it'll, I'm assuming will also be on Kickstarter because their other games are um, at some point. So yeah, it's cutesy, 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 cutesy. Yeah. 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 Same thing I said mm-hmm. about the other one. If you, if you want a cute game or you're not trying to murder each other, check out, <laughs> check out this game. <laughs> yeah. It's a hand management set collection. Anytime you see a set collection game, I would say almost like nine times out of ten, it's a set collection because that's one of the easier mechanics that, as we talked about earlier, gateway games, like the concept is very simple, right? Collect a number of a thing. So this seems to be that game. Awesome. All right. Next up, we got Cartographer's Map Expansion, number four, Frozen Expanse, Realm of Uh the Frost Giants, subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. Uh. This is just a new map pack for cartographers, which is a great game that I love as a roll. Well, flip and write. You don't roll anything. Um, And it adds a big frozen lake in the middle of the map. There's a couple new cards thrown in there. Uh, It's kind of the approach that Welcome To took, where like, here's new pads, here's new maps. They each have one significant rule tweak, and otherwise it's the same game. So you can keep playing the game forever. Uh, so if cartographers and cartographers heroes are high up on your list, uh, here you go. More stuff for that. Okay. Never played it. I want to play it. Not you know, typically not a big fan of the rolling rights or flipping rights, but still have not played this yet for some reason. It's, it's good because it introduces player interaction in a way oh, that cool. those other games can't like where you can attack each other. So it's very cool. Nice. Um, all right. Next up, we have Fall of the Mountain King, which is the sequel, I'm imagining, to Hall of the Mountain King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is a game in which the uh, the gnomes attack or something. I don't know. You get gnomes. like Before we're talking <laughs> yeah. about you don't want battle, this is the game where if you do want battle. This is right? all battle. All yeah, battles. Is... Trolls yeah. versus gnomes. Yeah. Like you say, some games are you build a thing. And other games are you fight a thing. And that's pretty much yeah. what it is here. Is you it says fight, you a, fight thing. a thing. Yeah. You fight a thing. So the game, they actually have a release date up. It says October. So presumably it's coming out uh, for Essen. Uh, this will be there for demo. So if you want to check it out or it's on Kickstarter. I don't know. But <laughs> they do have a release date. So we'll see what that means. Um, uh, the Kickstarter listing here or the, the BGG listing says it's actually a prequel, not a sequel. So it's... <laughs> The, the war that drove the trolls from the mountain generations ago, uh, which I guess is what you're doing in Hall of the Mountain King is trying to get that mountain kingdom back. So Sure. I don't know. If you're a fan of that game, I've heard good things about it. We have yeah. more material in that universe for you. All right. Uh, we were just talking about this one. Perseverance, Castaway Chronicles. This is the big... <laughs> 
two episode game. I still don't know what that means um, from Mind Clash about, I guess, dinosaurs. I'm just going to say it's a dinosaur game. It looks like a dinosaur game. <laughs> it's going to be like one of the great mysteries of board gaming. Like, they'll, they'll do, like years from now, they'll do like, you know, TV shows on it. Like, was it created by aliens? You know, what was what was what was going on there? There's dinosaurs, there's technology, there's future, there's uh, we don't we still don't know. We we speculate. We speculate. We were not there. So, right, you know. Yeah. So, I I don't I've heard that the second episode is better than the first. Uh-huh. I guess there's two more episodes coming in the future. This is supposed to be four total episodes, so if you're in on this already, you're buying another game at some point in the next 3 years. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe someday it'll cross my table, but I I think we both avoided this one out of confusion, if nothing else. I was it was it was mad confusion again because like total love for Mind Clash games, like super love for them, but this just did not. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't. I, just, I still don't even know what it's doing. But if you're playing it, let us know because my friend, you have the perseverance to get through this. I don't. Right. Yeah, I know yes. it makes it. It sounds like we're making fun of it, but mostly we're no. making fun of ourselves for not being able to figure it out. So yeah, the Kickstarter was a little confusing, and again, Mind Clash games are just enormous. Like yeah. they're everything. Everything about them is just enormous. So I think that typically when you back a Mind Clash game, you back it because it's a Mind Clash game, and then you 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 wrangle with it when it gets to your house. So yeah, sure. All right. Uh, next up, we have Distilled. This is uh, a game of making whiskey, I believe. And it, this was up on Kickstarter last year. I remember it being up on Kickstarter last year. It's coming out sometime this year. So they're going to have a demo of it available there. Um, hand management, economic strategy game. You're building up a distillery, playing cards to improve the quality, trying to maximize your points. So think Viva Java or any of those coffee or beer making games it seems to be kind of in that ballpark um so nice. if you're big into that stuff or just big into whiskey distilled yeah it, it's got a pretty cool setup i mean if you take a look at how it's kind of organized i, I could see the gameplay being a lot of fun the mechanic here that obviously the theme is not a thing a thing for me but i really i'm really liking this game it just there, there's something that looks really cool about it yeah yeah absolutely yeah, i want to check it out when it comes out mm-hmm. um Next up, we have Dome Pierre from R&R Games, uh, designed by uh, Bill Chapman, Costa, and Rola. This is a game about Dome Pierre uh, Perignon, who mm-hmm. I guess was instrumental in kind of the development of the wine uh, industry at the time in France. So it's a mm-hmm. monk at the time. And this is a game mm-hmm. about that. So if you like wine games... <laughs> so we had your whiskey game now we have your wine game uh it that's what it's about so this one uh uh don pierre was a monk so it's going to be more in line with like heaven and ale than mm-hmm. you know, a more strictly industry-based game because it's back in the day but uh, it seems interesting you know if if you're if you liked heaven and ale if you like that kind of historical approach to brewing or whatever it might be um this seems to be kind of in that ballpark yeah it seems like very similar to viticulture. I mean, I mean, I'm sure on purpose, and also right. because the theme is almost identical. So, and it's you know, this is nice. I mean, if obviously steal the mechanic, man, like you can do that. That's awesome. 
because Viticulture is great. And if that works, that works. And this is also coming out from R&R Games. And they are typically a great company for giving you a decent game at a very good price. Yeah. So that's also nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've always been able to keep their prices down in a reasonable range. And, yes. Much and even though they're up, it's like $60, but it's not 90 like all the other euros. Yeah. So. This would be, this would be 90 anywhere else. If you look at the components and the, the boards and the box, this would certainly be 90. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good on you guys. Yeah. We love you. All right. Uh, next up we have decorum from floodgate games. Uh-huh. Um, I love floodgate games. They made Bosque. They made uh, Sagrada is their big hit. So this sure. is their new one. And I, I don't know how this game's going to play out, but I love the logline. It's a yeah. game of passive-aggressive cohabitation. It's fantastic. So yeah. it's a cooperative hidden information game where you work together with people to decorate a home mm-hmm. in a way that makes you both happy, but you don't know what makes each other happy. And you can't <laughs> and you can't tell them. So you have to find a compromise. Um, so it becomes like a like you remove that piece of information and it's just like, Oh, that's so perfect. Cause this is such, this is like real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's got, obviously there's deduction elements. You're trying to figure out what your partners want so that you can work together to, to solve this. There's negotiation as you work together to figure out what things to include that make everybody happy. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to try this out. This game looks fantastic. Again, like you said, the mechanic here is just new and innovative but it's gorgeous. Like this is a very different looking take on a game. And it reminds me of like all of those logic puzzles where like Bill can live next to Mary, but Mary can't live next to Bill, but Bill can live next to Jeremy. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, we have to draw a whole chart. We have to put all this together where, how do you put and arrange these different things so that everyone feels right. Right. And that's challenging. This also reminds me, at least in the mechanics, like Picture Perfect, I think we played over at PAX, right? Because you have to be able to accomplish those goals, but those goals sometimes conflict. So, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. It's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- it looks really cool. I'm excited to put this in front of people and see how mm-hmm. quickly they start yelling at each other. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have Holly Jolly. Uh, this came out, I guess, at the end of last year. So it's, but it hasn't super easy to find. Um, it's a <laughs> Christmas card game from Ben Pinchback yes. and Matt Riddle. Uh, and I don't know. There aren't a lot of Christmas games. So great. <laughs> we need more Christmas games because most of them are terrible. Most uh, of them are terrible. Yeah. So, and Pinchback and Riddle, you know, they make a lot of games. Some of them are very good. Some are okay. But they've made Stellar and Subastral, which are amazing, recent games. Um, they made Fleet, the dice game, which I love. Pete Matz is great. So mm-hmm. lots of good stuff. So I'm hopeful this is good. Uh, next up, Trailblazers. This is from Ryan Courtney, who is... This is his fifth or sixth game, I think. But up till now, all of his games have been very economic. So his first game was Pipeline that you have not played is quite the mind bender. Then curious cargo, another mind bender and then bear raid, which is an economics game. So uh, this is a little different because on this, you are going on, you know, traveling out and and seeing different things as you go on a hike. Um, (laughs) But it does use the same kind of puzzle mechanic that he has in pipeline and curious cargo, where you're taking tiles and you're trying to place them together to form these paths. 
if you've played either of those games, you know they are very brain-burning. So while this game is presented as a light, accessible game for all ages, I, I imagine it will be difficult still. Um, it's not out yet. It's listed for 2023. It'll be on Kickstarter, it looks like. So I, I'll probably back it because I do like his games a lot. I like those puzzles, but I know some people, it just like fries them. Um, all right uh next up we have the terra mystica solo box which i bought this i have it already it's been out Mm -hmm. so i recommend checking out i think it's in the big box too so if you do buy that giant box of stuff you get this but if you if you're like me and you have all the separate boxes on your shelf you can get the automa solo box um, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I do look forward to trying it because the Gaia Project Solo is amazing. And so if it's anything like that, I'm excited to play more Terra Mystica. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Empire's End. This is a new one from Brotherwise Games, who typically make very light family affair, right? They they did Unearth, they did Boss Monster, um, they did uh, Overboss. So just things that are accessible for families. Like I think I've played all of their games with my kids at some point and they've liked them. Um, this one, it, it's not supposed to be too long or too complex, but it is a John D. Clare game. And the artwork does look a little bit more uh, developed and advanced. It just, I'm not, I'm not even mature, just traditional ish, I guess mm-hmm. um, it's Quan Chai Moria. But it's it's not like kitty. It's not family artwork, right? It's not cartoonish. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested. It's a civilization building auction bidding game, um, mm-hmm. and it's from you know John D. Clare has made some really good games. He made some games I didn't like as much, but he's very prolific. Sure. So I'll be interested to see how it plays. Yeah, Civ games are always welcome. They're great. They offer a lot of different opportunities to do different things. And Brotherwise Games has had a good track record of growing beyond boss monster mm-hmm. and but still at the same time staying relatable and engaging to kind of a mass audience so this could yeah. be a thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i like the idea here too because it's not you're not building a civilization necessarily you're trying to keep it from falling apart yeah so that's, that's what i'm cool saying player. it's awesome yeah. yeah very cool so you're trying to bid your way out of disaster Um, all right next up we have and i just every time i see this i'm like i can't believe this exists uh foundations (laughs) of rome this is the emerson matsuchi game from arcane wonders that yes sir the now that it is finally done the msrp on this bad boy is 140 bucks which i don't know like i mean it's it's too much for me it is but Mm -hmm. you know we're getting other games like Frosthaven, that MSRP is two fifty. So yeah, I don't know what's the upper end anymore. Like these things cost as much as game consoles. Yeah, I think this might be the last. Again, we've talked about this as far as shipping is concerned. I know publishers are talking about this a lot because it's not going to get better, right? No. There is never going to be a time again where shipping is as cheap as it once was, and I think this game in particular because it was so incredibly heavy and we spoke to the publisher at PAX and he was like, just try to lift this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you, can you even imagine what he had to pay to get that shipped out? And like, you know, same thing with Frosthaven and everything else. And obviously we already talked about Simon and 
they're Marvel zombies, which weigh like, I guess, all the gold in the world because that's what it costs to get shipped out there. So I think at some point you will not see these things again, and at least not in our lifetime <laughs> until like you can actually just, I guess, pay for it and like pop it into your like 3D printer and just do it that way because this is enormous. This is like yeah. all the plastic. This is, yeah. So, and I think people have liked it across the board. I think there's been a lot of positive feel for it, but I think everyone, when they said they've liked it, they're like, this is way too much, right? You don't need this level of complex detail, but nonetheless, hey man, it's game. So go for it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was developed and put on Kickstarter in a time when shipping was unrealistically cheap, which we didn't realize how unrealistically cheap it was, but now we do. And so we're like, huh. All right. So yeah, yeah, like like you're saying, like, we can't yeah. make games like this anymore. <laughs> no, if you got a copy of it through Kickstarter and this is, you know, sitting at your table or being held up by several tables, good on you. Like that you were able to pull that off because that is not going to happen again. No. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, Clinic Deluxe Edition. This mm-hmm. has been out for a little while. In fact, uh-huh. a, decent, a fair amount of time. Um, yeah. The original Kickstarter shipped out like late 2019, early 2020. Uh, but it's now available to anybody outside of the Kickstarter, and so Capstone will have it at their booth. Great game. I have all the stuff for it, so highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. This, I think the genius of this game is the endless number of ways that you can kind of move in and move out modules and components, and the game still plays just as good. Like there's nothing that like, oh, you must play with this or don't play with that or everything is very streamlined and it is, it seems overwhelming when you first play it, but once you kind of get into the mode and there's several modes, like we talked about, I mean, this was, this has been the constant conversation that the industry has been having. And this was certainly our last episode. This is a great game. This is a great game for a lot of reasons, but this definitely has a lot of different dynamics that you're juggling at the same time right spatial reasoning like where do you put the things on top of the things and how far do they connect top down left right 3d but also economics and there's just a lot of elements this game if you can handle it it's it's probably one of the best euros out there right now and i i honestly it's weird it's i don't think it's getting enough attention i i think that clinic should be higher and it came out previously so this is a you know a remake reboot I think it should be higher. I'm not going to say, should I say this out loud? Yeah, I think it should be higher than Ark Nope. I'm just saying, yeah. just saying. I didn't say <laughs> it. No, all right. Look, all right. Okay. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I like it more than Ark Nova too, but that's, that's uh it's a big gap that it has to cover. to catch Look, up. man, don't get us both canceled in the same episode. <laughs> all right. You're already on thin ice with you're not attending your birthday convention. And now moving on, <laughs> moving on people. We're moving, moving on. on. All right. Nothing uh, to see next... here. Nothing to see here. Okay. Nothing at all. Let's just, Nope. We didn't say anything. What I know what you're talking about. Yep. No, no idea. Let's cut this from the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it in post. Uh, next up we have Oak. This is from game brewer designed by Wim Goosens. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about druids. Uh, it's kind of a cool theme. So you, you're, these different druidic orders are coming around to the Arch Oak, and you're a leader of one of these different orders, and you're trying to be chosen by the Arch Oak spirit to stay and learn its secrets. 
Um, so you do druid stuff. You make friends with animals. You commune with nature. Uh, I don't know, just in general, the artwork as a result is very evocative of that kind of theme. Um, don't know a ton about it other than that, just because it hasn't been released yet. But uh, it's a game brewer game, so I'm sure it'll be nice and polished. Yeah, looks good. Uh, another game brewer game, Stroganov. This one is for sale. Just recently came out. So uh, it's a new game from Andreas Stedding, who has made lots and lots and lots of good stuff. Hansa Teutonica, um, Gugong most recently, uh, so the Stouffer Dynasty, Ferenz. So this is uh, available for sale there. Um, it is, I'm trying to remember exactly what this was about. I think it's about like the expansion of, across Siberia. So in the 16th century Russia expanding eastward in Siberia. So maybe not the greatest theme for a game right now, but uh, it seems like the gameplay is interesting and people are, you know, interest, you know, are, are having fun with it. So it is available for sale there. Nice. Uh, all right. More 25th century games. These guys are <laughs> they're nuts. So many games I got. So and honestly, Cap- and honestly, Anthony, I'm sorry, before you go ahead, I mean, this is one of the things if you've not been to board game conventions before, this is one of the great things about board game conventions that you do get these newer companies that come out and they're there to make a mark, right? Because they know that this is their opportunity to really shine. So they do drop all of their games. And sometimes, you know, especially in the past, that was the only time and place you could actually get those games. So I like this. I mean, this this was, I mean, Capstone was the booth to go to for packs. So maybe 25th Century is the one for uh, Origins, it's sounding like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let us know <laughs> if you're yes. going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so yeah, they have a couple more here on top of the ones we've already mentioned. Uh, Cryptid Cafe, in which you are Sasquatch running a cafe and feeding all the legendary creatures from around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that seems fun. It's, like a, it's a cooking game, but with monsters. <laughs> and then Prehistories. Uh, this is an older game. It's, it's, it's listed as 2020, so I, I guess they're bringing it back uh, out for origins. It's got polyominoes. So love it. You know, you know, I'm all about it. I, I haven't actually heard of this one. So the fact that it's a couple years old and I haven't heard about it um, is disturbing to me. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll just knock off a couple more here just before we wrap up. We've got amygdala. This is being mm-hmm. demoed. It's a new Kiesling and Kramer game. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer from Game Brewer kind of like their, mm-hmm. their go-to connection now and it looks i don't really know what i'm seeing here but it's like a psychology based game right so mm-hmm. um it's an abstract strategy game and you're vying mm-hmm. for different re- control of different regions of the brain each associated with different emotions so mm-hmm. you're <laughs> i love how they word this you're collecting and storing emotional resources because <laughs> that's how the brain works in their memory bank uh, so that you can unlock emotions from their mind and then place those emotions onto the main game board. Honestly, okay. if this was designed by <laughs> anybody else, I would say, okay, but Kiesling and Kramer are great design duo. Game Brewer is a good publisher. So that combined with the kind of outside the box theme, I'm, I'm actually very interested in this. Nice. Um, and then Castles by the Sea is... Uh, from Brotherwise <clears throat> Games, so another one from them. And they, I believe, just had this on... They were running some kind of com- campaign for this. Um, 
very recently. So it's a sandcastle building game in which uh, shorelings are building and populating a seaside kingdom. Uh, so you're placing blocks and meeples on the map to earn victory points. It's they compare it a little bit to Santorini. So you're trying to control spatially control this area in an abstract way, but it's cute. Um, I just I love the idea of sandcastles standing in for like actual kingdoms or armies or whatever. It's just people on the beach building up little castles. Uh, so that's probably what I'm going to check out because it sounds like something my kids would enjoy. Nice. All right, folks. So there are 111 games in this preview. We've been through, I don't know, the better part of 50 of them. So yeah. if you want to check out the rest, go to Board Game Geek. They take care of all that. And there might be more added there before Origins. Origins is still uh, three weeks away. But uh, it's good stuff. It's always helpful. You can see what other people are looking forward to. You can see what's for sale. Sometimes you can pre-order it directly from the publisher, which is always nice, too. So you don't have to rush in and try to get one of those. 70 copies of foundations of Rome, uh, <laughs> which they're going to sell all those. Believe me. Uh, so yeah. yeah. If you're going to origins, enjoy. Absolutely. And Anthony, I did actually remember and find the uh, civilization game that does have the cover over your other card mechanic. Mm. That game is patch history. Yes. So, yes, Patch History is, at least to me, and just taking a very basic view, very similar to the Flower game as far as, like, adding bonus and scoring and things at the table. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that Patch History is great. It's such an overrated game. Like, it, it really got hurt by the production because everything yes. warped. The tiles all warped, yes. which made that particular game really hard to play. And so... I've only played it at, I've, yeah, I've only played it at conventions. I've always wanted to buy it. And it's just like you said, you get to the table and you're like, oh, this, this is why. This yeah. is the reason why we don't yeah. play I, this. I owned a copy at one point and all the tiles warped within like Aww. three months. And I was like, well, this is, I can't play it now. So that's the worst. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you have an opportunity to get to Origins Game Fair. As we were just talking about, some games look amazing on the screen, but when you get to them to the table, not so much. So you certainly want to demo, get them to the table, talk to people at them, you know, meet the designers, the publishers, and all the gamers out there. So have a great time, despite the fact that Anthony won't be there for his big birthday <laughs> extravaganza. Console yourself with some board games at the table. Until Dude. next time, this is Chris. Hey, and this is Anthony. And we'll save you all a seat at the table. Take care. Bye. See ya.